Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If not, welcome back. I pray that this day has met each and every one of you in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all praises, all glory, and all honor, and all thanks to none other than Father God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Because without them, I am nothing. I can do nothing. But because of Christ Jesus, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode. And I also would like to take some time out real quickly just to say thank you to each and every one of you who listen, whether it's by hitting play or download. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. And God bless. Most importantly, I do hope and pray that you are able to get Christ. Today is April 25th, 2023, where I am at the temperature it's currently 60 degrees. The time now is currently 10.16 p.m. The name and title of today's episode, and this is an impromptu episode once again. This was not my original episode that was supposed to go out. So this is something that came up that I just saw. So I know I needed to jump on it because, boy, it needs to be talked about. It is already being talked about. But yeah, it's time for me to get in and, you know, put my two little cents in there. So the name and title of today's episode is Kenyan Cult. 73 Dead in Connection with the Starvation Cult. This is episode number 121. Now, normally, you know, if you're a customer listening to me, I go into the jazz about what's in my cup and all that nonsense. None of that, no promos, no nothing. So I am just going to jump right into this because yeah, it's already after 10 and I have some other stuff that I need to do before I got to go to bed. And of course I got to get this recorded, edited and uploaded. So yes. Okay. Now I believe I saw something came across my notification My YouTube notification, I believe it was either Saturday or it might have been yesterday. I don't remember. But either way, I just saw the notification. I didn't really get a chance to click on it. And I knew I was supposed to go back and like watch it. 
but I had such a busy weekend as I always do. And of course it slipped my mind. But then today, one of my other channels that I am subscribed to, I saw when that notification, you know, came across and when it came across and I'm like, oh my goodness, I remember someone else had, you know, did a video and I was supposed to go back and look at it. And I said, you know what? I better look at this one now. And basically I was looking at or listening to, um, it's called Solomon. It's a YouTube channel called Solomon's Temple. And the host is Solomon. I think it's Ashams. I can't remember. But anyway, his first name is Solomon. Very sound Christian reporter. And then once I saw it was from him, I jumped on it immediately. I needed to know what was this about? So yeah, so let's just get into this. So I am going to be reading. Let's see. I am going to be reading from the global news. Okay. Yeah. Now my computer is frozen. Okay. There we go. So I will be reading actually. I think I'm going to read from, instead of reading from there, I'm going to read from, what is it? Reuters, Reuters, Reuters. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. It looks kind of Dutch to me, so I will say Reuters, but yeah, it's probably not the correct pronunciation, but either way, that's what I'll be reading from. Or better yet, let's see. Yeah, so let's start there. Anyway, it's going to be from, I think it's pronounced Reuters, R-E-U-T-E-R-S. Um, it looks Dutch to me, so I would pronounce it Dutch-wise. So yeah, it mightn't sound, you know, the way you might know it in English. So please forgive me. So it says here, the headline reads, Death Toll in Kenyan Starvation Cult Rises to 73. Now, initially... The first person that sent out the notification that I did not get a chance to look at the video, he was actually doing a covering on today's news. And he was saying that when he did the video, I think he said yesterday, I or day before yesterday, it was at 35. So whether it was yesterday or day before yesterday, it was 35 at that point in time of dead bodies that they found. As of today, it is 73 and probably still counting. So let's start. Nairobi, Kenya. Police have recovered 73 bodies, mostly from mass graves in a forest in eastern Kenya, thought to be followers of a Christian cult who believe they would go to heaven if they starved themselves, a police officer said on Monday. The death toll, which has repeatedly risen as exhumations have been carried out, could rise even further. The Kenyan Red Cross said 112 people have been reported missing to a tracing and counseling desk 
it has set up at a local hospital. The cult's leader, Mr. Paul McKenzie, was arrested on April 14 following a tip-off that suggested the existence of shallow graves containing the bodies of at least 31 of his followers. The death toll now stands at 73 people. Charles Camus, head detective in Malindi, Kilfi County, told Reuters, or Reuters via telephone. He said three more people have been arrested without giving details. Privately owned NTV channel reported that one of those arrested was being held on suspicion of being a close associate of the leader of the cult. Followers of the self-proclaimed Good News International Church has been living in several secluded settlements in an 800-acre area within the Shakahola Forest. The Directorate of Criminal Investigation said on Twitter that 33 people had so far been rescued. Earlier on Monday, the country's police chief, Jafet Koum, visiting the scene said most of the people were found in mass graves, as well as eight who were found alive and emaciated, but who later died. Koum said 14 other cult members were in police custody. Mackenzie was arraigned on April 15 at Melindy Law Courts, where the judge gave police 14 days to conduct investigation while he was kept in detention. Kenyan media have reported that he is refusing food and water. Good. And according to these sources, they were not able to reach any lawyer or representative for Mr. McKenzie. President William Ruto said McKenzie's teachings were contrary to any authentic religion. Mr. McKenzie pretends and postures as a pastor when in fact he is a terrible criminal, said Ruto, who was delivering a speech at an unrelated public event just outside of Nairobi. He said he had instructed relevant agencies to get to the root cause of what had happened and to tackle people who want to use religion to advance weird, unacceptable ideology in the Republic of Kenya that is causing unnecessary loss of life. And that is the end of that particular article. Now, I am going to go and read it in AP News. Now, it states here in AP News that Kenyan cult deaths at 73 president likens them to terrorism. Well said. So let me read this one. It reads here, Nairobi, Kenya. Kenyan president William Ruto on Monday compared the dozens of starvation deaths among the followers of a pastor in the South of the country with the results of terrorist acts as the new death toll continues to rise to 73. He maintained that the pastor, Mr. Paul McKenzie, who is in police custody, should be in prison. Well, I agree with him to a certain extent, but I could think of where I would really think he should be, but then I'll just leave that for later on. 
And he said here, what we are seeing is akin to terrorism, Ruto said. Mr. McKenzie pretends and postures as a pastor when in fact he is a terrible criminal. And now my computer has froze. Oh Lord, Jesus help me. But anyway, at this point, I've read the first article. I kind of wanted to read it from this one. And yeah, my computer has completely frozen on me. Oh Lord, help me. This is really and truly extremely. This is what happens when, like, I think, was it, was it Solomon who said that? I think it was actually Mr. Harvin. And I have to agree with him. These were either unlearned people or completely brainwashed. And probably it was a combination of both. Either way, we see what the end results have come to. Now, okay, my computer is, I guess, back. So let me finish reading this article in AP News. It says here, McKenzie was arrested on suspicion of telling his followers to fast to death in order to meet Jesus. A group of emaciated people were rescued alive, but some of them later died. Authorities then turned their attention to dozens of shallow graves marked with crosses on McKenzie's 100-acre ranch. The total death toll now stands at 73, with 20 on Monday. Melindy Subcounty Chief John Kimboy told the Associated Press. Kimboy said, investigators have received reinforcements and were able to cover more ground. The Kenyan Sunday said 112 people had been reported missing at a tracing desk set up in Melindy, where the pastor's main church was located. Rudo also said he had instructed law enforcement agencies thoroughly investigate the matter as a criminal case not linked to any religion. Rudo was elected in 2022, was hyped as the country's first evangelical Christian president, and has not been shy about his faith, praise God Almighty, openly praying and weeping in churches before his election. He has nominated several pastors into parliament and government agencies like the Anti-Corruption Commission. Mackenzie remains in custody, and the court allowed investigators to hold him for two weeks as a probe into the deaths continued. The pastor had been he had been arrested twice before, once in 2019 and recently in March of this year, in relation to the deaths. Of Each time he was released on bond, and both cases are proceeding through the court. Local politicians urged the court not to release him this time, decrying the spread of cults in the Malindi area. Cults are common in Kenya, which has a largely religious society. Oh boy. 
So let's see if I can get more of this article. And here goes my computer again. It's stuck. I would like to get to read more of this. Is there any more? Let's see, that might be the end of it. It appears... Yes, it is. Okay. So that was from the Associated Press News. And then the first one was from Reuters or Reuters, depending on how you pronounce it. But either way, we currently have 73 people. And of course, also among the dead includes children, of which it's a total of 73 who had as a result of this pastor telling them to fast to death in order to meet Jesus. Now, I know some people, maybe when they listen to my podcast, especially in previous episodes, they might think I'm a little too hard. But you see why I'm hard? Because guess what? We don't want stuff like this to happen. Nothing is worse than when you are sitting under a bad pastor, much less an evil one. Okay? But at the end of the day, the people out in the world, when they see this or they hear this, they tie it back to Christians, thinking that's what we do. When in reality, the true body of Christ has nothing to do with this. But because he has associated himself as pastor, more like pasta, who needs to be put out to pasture. That's how I like to refer to them. He's a pastor that needs to be put to pasture. Yeah. And like I said before, when I first started... These were either unlearned people or heavily brainwashed. As I do believe it could be a combination of both. Because trust me, like I said to you, I was raised in the Caribbean. I've seen some good brainwashed folk, okay, that have been brainwashed from witchcraft. And trust me, if you didn't know them, you would be like, you think they were stupid, but if you knew them, you knew that they weren't. When you see them acting like they're stupid, you know exactly what's going on. So brainwashing or bewitchment is something that is real. Either way, we have 73 people that have been found, and there's probably much more, because I think they said either 113 or 116 have been reported missing. But so far, they found 73 bodies. At first, they found 35, then it went up to 50-something, and today it's 70-something. God knows what it's going to be tomorrow. But either way, it's way too much. I clearly have to label this. I think this is the Jim Jones. Yeah. This is the, the, the what, was, what was that? What was Jim Jones? It was called the Guyana Tragedy. This is the Kenya Tragedy. 
The same spirit that was operating in Jim Jones is the same spirit that was operating in him. The only difference, Jim Jones gave them the Kool-Aid. And this one told them to starve themselves to death. That's why it is so important. People, I keep saying this. And I don't say this just to hear myself talking. I say this because you know what? God has called me to this. I call myself to this. Trust me. In the past two years, there have been so many deaths. And no, I don't, it's like, I, I can't even count at this point. I'm tired of counting, but it's over 20. And maybe three, you can say was to COVID-19. A few old age. The rest, deaths that could have been prevented. And what I what something that I, I keep noticing with a lot of the of those deaths are no discernment. I'm sorry, but it is the truth. And that's sad because if you don't have common sense, well you ain't gonna have discernment. And you don't need a college degree to have discernment. My grandmother never once been to college. And let me tell you something. I have a college, but she had wisdom. And, you know, she would always try to instill some of that into me because she too, like myself, like I was raised by her, she was raised by her grandmother. So she passed on to me what was passed on to her. It is important that you have a personal relationship With the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for yourself. Nothing is wrong with having a pastor. If you have a good pastor, more power to you. Good. Okay? But you shouldn't have to wait until you go to church on Sunday to sit up under your pastor to have a relationship with the Lord. You should also have a private relationship with the Lord when you are away from church. And that also includes praying, fasting, yeah, not starvation. And most importantly, reading your Bible. And let's be real. You don't start off studying the Bible. At least I know I did not. But I definitely started out reading. And as I kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper, I kept you know, I wanted to know more. I became more and more hungry. And I wanted to learn things from myself. I go digging. I go digging. I go and I dig deep. I don't just take somebody's word. When I go, when I used to go to church, listen, I go with my notebook, whether it's a pen or a pencil and a highlighter. I don't necessarily use the highlighter, but definitely either a pen or a pencil because I have to jot down my notes because I need to know what he's saying so when I go home, maybe not that day or maybe later in the week, that I can see what he's talking about. Because maybe he's preaching on something that I can use. And I need to know. I need to know how to go back and look for it so that I can use it and learn from it. You have to get into the word for yourself. But then I'm also going to be realistic as well. Not everybody might know how to read. And that's why... I don't 
drive a nail in this thing about just read the King James Version because not everybody can understand English well or can speak English well enough, much less to be able to understand the King James Version. However, this is what I would say to you. Make sure that you do own a copy and that you match whatever other copy you have to that copy. I will say that much. The most important thing, start reading. As you start growing, you're going to know what feels comfortable enough with you to work your way up to the, you know, to the whatever version, the King James or whatever it is. The key is to get into the Bible and start reading. You have to start reading for yourself. You got to do a lot of praying. Ask God to lead you to a right church, a right pastor. It's important. You know, oftentimes these types of past pastors, not pastors, pasta, you know, like the pasta you, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. They often take advantage of people who are poor people that might not be able to read or can read or understand or comprehend things properly. And those are the people that they prey on. They're not going to prey on the people that they know got some understanding. Definitely not. They ain't going to pray on people who are going to question them on what they're doing. And they like to pray on people that don't open their Bibles. Oh, Satan loves the Christians that don't pray and don't open their Bibles to read nothing, to learn anything for themselves, but just listen to everything the pastor says. And make it worse if he ain't preaching the truth. And that's why so many of us are out there sounding the alarm because you know what? We are trying to prevent stuff like this from happening because like I said, in a couple of episodes gone back by time you realize what happened to you, you, you done left this world, you in the next dimension and you better hope and pray you ended up on the right side. And guess what? He's still here. That pastor's still here. Maybe he can repent and ask God for forgiveness. But you done gone. You already left. Elvis has left the building. And hopefully you left and you're gone to the Lord. We must follow Christ, not man. So many of these evil, evil, wicked pastors. Pastors. Now this has this is in no way in reference to no good pastor. The good pastors, we give God thanks for them. My goodness. You would have seen people like A. A. Allen and them doing stuff like this. Charles Lawson. I mean, the list goes on. But you know the thing? Nobody wants to listen to those pastors because according to them, they're boring. They're boring. They want good entertainment. Kind of like the Todd. What's his name? What, what, what's that fellow that put on that? I don't know what that was he put on. What What is it? Todd, Mike, Michael Todd, whatever his name is. Those are the people among the other celebrity pastors is who people want to listen to. Even if they're not preaching sound doctrine or preaching the real Jesus Christ. When you follow these demonic entities, because yeah, I'm sorry. He's a demonic. He's a worker of Satan. Like we will say back home. Clearly, this man must have used those poor people as a sacrifice. I'm sorry. 
I'm very, very sorry. Uh, listen, but may the Lord repay him for each head that he has deceived. May the Lord pay him accordingly, according to his will. That is the height of wickedness, like we would say back home. Wickedness. Wickedness. And this is the point that I, you know, oftentimes that I speak of. I cannot stand false prophets. I cannot stand people that are professing to be men of God in reality when they are not. They are men of Satan. But because so many people have been brainwashed and lulled to sleep by the um, the big um, auditorium type churches, um, their big stages, their lights and their cameras, smoke and their screens and their flat screen TVs where they don't, you know, they ain't got no pews and um, your Bible is on your phone. That when they hear sound biblical, they kick up against it. Oh, you're being spiteful. Oh, you're being hateful. How am I being hateful? It's the Bible who said. You said you are part of this body. Well, guess what? The good book is what's said. I'm just repeating what the good book says. So oftentimes they don't read their book for themselves. They listen to what tells them and brainwash them. Because had they been reading that book, they would know. You don't need to fast to death to meet Jesus or to be saved. All you need to do is to confess your sins. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and ask him to come into your life. And then, you know, if you want, you go and you get baptized if you can. You don't have to fast. You don't have to sow a seed. Like somebody telling you, sow a seed. The Lord said this, sow a seed. Since when? See, we're in the Bible that God tell people to sow a seed in order for him to bless them. I would like to know. Please show me the chapter. Show me the scripture, the chapter, whatever it is. Show it to me. Tell me which book it's in because I don't know. I don't know everything, but I know that's not in there for sure. But you see, when people do not read, and now this is not towards those that can't read because if you can't read, you can't read. So this is not for them. I'm talking about people who can read, but refusing to read. And that's why it's important you need to sit under a sane pastor. You know, it is so sad that people are more attractive to feel good messages. Like today I was listening to an episode of my favorite podcast. And he was saying that, you know, he couldn't even garner 1,000 people. On his YouTube channel. Imagine that. Hmm. And he said, you know, simply people just don't want to hear the truth. And I'm like to myself, only now you realize that? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't. Where the truth is truly being preached, there ain't too many people flocking there. Because let's just be real now. I love the truth. But let's just be real. The truth ain't easy, eh? Okay. It ain't easy, like we said, but it's easy. But easy or not, it is still the truth. And especially if it's from the Lord. And that's all that matters. That is all that matters. 
this is one of the highest arts that could have ever been committed. Boy, let the blood of each of those people be on that man's head and hands. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm very, 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 very sorry. See, when you don't have a shepherd to guide you properly, a shepherd is supposed to watch over the flock and to help protect them by teaching them how to at least be able to fend for themselves when they're, you know, when you're not in church on Sunday, that you, you know how to, you know, cover yourself by praying, applying the blood of Jesus. You're supposed to teach people these things, not telling them to fast to death so they will see Jesus. Well, I, he ain't going to see Jesus for sure. But then you know something too? As human beings and as grown adults, we are primary responsible for our lives as well as our souls. In other words, what I'm trying to say here is you have to guard your mind, your body, and your soul. In other words, it's important that you seek Christ and make sure as best as you can by the grace of God that you are walking with the Lord instead of depending upon men. Now, if you get a good pastor, that's different, but you still shouldn't depend upon men. But if you have a good pastor, they're going to help you along the way and walk with you and show you how to do this thing. Not tell you to starve yourself to death and then bury you out somewhere in the bush. 73 people and still counting have lost their lives. And they showed a video of him that was um, going with him. He, he's smiling. And according to the reports, he is refusing to eat and drink. Good. But, but notice good he refusing to eat and he He tell them to starve themselves to death, but he was eating and drinking. That's why he's still alive. Else he'd have been in the grave with them too. Boy, you got to know who you're following. You have to know who you are following. There are so many pastors out there that are preaching the truth, but you know what they, and that's the thing that oh, many times I'm in here and I'm like, Lord, I, I'm boiling sometimes. And I'm like, Lord, you know, the people that speak the truth, they don't get the support. They don't. They do not get the support. The support goes to these false prophet people. And here we have, here we go today. Now, even if they had probably heard the truth, they probably couldn't understand it because they were so conditioned and brainwashed as to what this man told them. I think I saw also on one of the videos, um, on the news videos, where this gentleman said, I think it was his wife, I'm not sure, his wife and his daughter or his child, I can't remember right now. Um, They left to say they're going to see Jesus. And he said when he looked, they were gone. And they left to go to this place. He said up to yet, the bodies that have been found, he has not, they have not been identified as any of his. And he said he doesn't know if more to come, if, you know, they will be his family. People left different places to travel to where he was in Nairobi, Kenya. I don't know if it's other parts of Kenya or what, but they traveled to wherever he was saying they're going to meet Jesus. What could be more cruel? Tell me, tell me, tell me. 
What can be more cruel and hideous than what this, listen, this is definitely Guyana tragedy remake one, one, what is it? One or uh, 2.0. This is the 2023 version without the Kool-Aid. This is so sad. This is so, and that's why many of us, we speak out against false prophets. And when we try to speak out, people don't like when you speak out. Oh, you're this, oh, you're that. Guess what? Are they going to come? Many of us going to stop speaking. Because quite frankly, I'm getting tired. I'm like, you know, they don't want to listen. So let them, you know. One day, those voices are going to, you know, those people out there that are talking, trying to pull people back from stuff like this happening. You don't hear those voices anymore. Just pray to God you don't, you wake up before you end up in situations like this. This kind of reminds me, I think it was last year. I believe it was sometime last year. Something similar like this happened in Jamaica. Where the cult leader had his church in somewhere in the bush, like we said back home. And he told one of the members to cut the other one's throat. And that's what the other member did. Cut the throat of the member and then of course they took I think he cut his throat afterward the um the same gentleman that cut the who the pastor told him to cut the the the, the person's throat anyway the pastor ended up in jail and I think when they were transfer him transferring him from one police station to the other he got in a car accident and died well from the Caribbean I know a little better but anyway that's what they say but anyway either way works for me but he's no longer here and he's no longer here to deceive people but this is what happens this is what happens and what and these types of people these types of demons they will lure you away from your family your friends and your loved ones and once they have sank their hands into you and they have brainwashed you they, you cut off your family, your friends, and you can't hear nothing saying anybody's talk. It's just like witchcraft. It will. It's a form of witchcraft. You you can't hear nothing. By the time you realize and you start to wake up is when you realize you're dying or better yet you're dead. At, at that point, you wake up in a different dimension. And then you realize, oh my God, I was tricked. You know, I was, I was tricked. Well, I hope they didn't end up seeing Jesus. And I'm not trying to be funny because there's not really nothing funny about this. There's nothing funny. This is serious business. This is serious business. The church is like, the church is dead and asleep. Dead and asleep. I mean, the shepherd's supposed to protect the sheep. Contrary to the devil going in to the church and climbing on, the, joining the choir. See, the Lord had to put a stop to that young man. Because he was about to marry. And the pastor would have married him too. You mean to tell me he didn't see that he was in? People who wasn't even saved commenting under the videos. They're like, we could see that's a man. He in your church every day, going every Sunday. And you couldn't tell? Well, that tells you that's a that's a dead pastor. Well, a sleeping pastor. Well, at least he's not a false prophet. But he was a sleeping pastor. Or a priest, whatever. Because they have priests, I guess. And the Lord put a stop to it. Because as he's leaving church, 
he got in an accident and he died. And he was left there at the side of the street and he died. And they didn't even know he was a, a man until when they deposited him at the at the, um, at the morgue. And the morgue was like, wait a minute, what y'all bring here? And they were like, we bring you a woman. The morgue was like, no, this is a man. Then they come to find out it's a man. He's in your midst from October to whatever time, every Sunday. And you, you, you couldn't tell the Holy Spirit didn't tell you nothing. Just by looking, you could have seen. Okay, if you didn't see, because not everybody have the same eye, but the Holy Spirit didn't whisper nothing to you. <sighs> he would have ended up marrying the man to, to joining him to this other man. And it's, it's really sad. 73 people and still counting that have lost their lives. And these are people that truly love the Lord. At least I can say this much. At least they wanted to see their God. Thank God for that part. So I hope they got to see him. That's all I can say because I don't know anything else. And they were innocent. They, you know, they don't know. They didn't know. This is so sad. This is sad. This is sad. This is sad. You know, when you don't know the word for yourself and you don't sit under a church to help teach you that good word and help you to learn some of these things, you, you can't, you wouldn't be able to test nobody's spirit to find out or to see anything. You wouldn't have no type of discernment, nothing. And Satan loves those types of Christians. Satan loves the ones that say they are Christians. They don't open their Bible. They don't read it. They don't pray. Listen, they don't fast. And if you're going to fast, please don't fast to death. There was this particular ministry I was um, following for about a couple of years. And every minute he called it a fast. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, come on. I left it. I stopped, I, I stopped joining him. Because it's like every two, every two, every other month, a fast. A 40-day 40, 40 fast. Week fast. I'm like, but wait a minute. I know I don't have to do all that fasting. Now, do I have to fast? Yes, I could do my own fast. But it was like every minute. And I'm like, this is not, I know that was not correct. And I stopped. He was teaching some good little stuff. But that constantly fasting. You have to realize, certain people are older. Certain people are on medication. You probably have newcomers that can't even keep up with the schedule of fasting that he was issuing every two minutes. First thing they're probably thinking to themselves because they don't probably know, oh my God, it's better. And I showed those who others who knew better knew better as well. I'm like, this ain't, uh, this ain't correct. But if I wasn't taught, I wouldn't know that. If I wasn't reading my Bible, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that. Because what, what could possibly sound normal about somebody telling you to starve yourself to death to see Jesus? If Jesus wants you to see him, well, then he call you home himself. And whatever way he choose to call you home, the Lord, you know, the Father chooses to call you home. Not by starving yourself to go see Jesus. We have so many of these demonic cults that are on the rise. Many, many, many. And what I keep seeing is a lot of the either unlearned or those that do not have discernment 
that are being, the enemy are, 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 he's taking them out. And to me, there's nothing, there's no death that is harder, especially when it didn't have to happen. It makes it even more harder. If there was nothing that could have been done, well, it will be hard, but not quite as hard. But when you know that stuff could have been done and it wasn't done because the person didn't know, no one told them. You know, I prefer somebody to tell me the truth than to placate me with a lie. And I think all those people back in the day, especially when I was done partying, my uncle is no longer alive. And he sat me down, I never forgot, and he, he, you know, and he had a long talk with me. And I remember what year this was, but um, I left in 96, so it probably was 95. And from that day to this day, I left that behind, and I got up on, off of my tail and been pushing forward from that day to this very day. But thank God he cared enough to say something to me instead of leaving me in my stupor. Because I have long moved on from that. And some of my um some of my partners back in the day, when you know my 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 party and buddies, there's grandmothers and they're still at it. And I'm like, I mean, don't you think it's in the mid-50s? I'm like, I mean, don't and don't you think it's time to hang that up? So you see, if he didn't say something to me, I'm probably still doing the same thing too. But the thing is, God wouldn't have allowed me. And I remember one time, I had started to slip back a little bit. This was in 2011. And I remember I sitting under the tree, man. I'll never forget it. I was sitting under the tree this day. Me and um, uh, a, 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 a distant relative of, of mine, and I heard the Lord loud and clear. And he asked me, he said, what are you doing? He said, why are you sitting under the tree like you ain't got nothing to do? He said, well, if she don't have nothing to do, you ain't got something to do. And I heard him. And I kept going. I'm still going by the grace of God. Sometimes I don't even know how to slow down. I'm still going. I am still going. It is important that you know who you are sitting under because not only does your life depend upon it, guess what? So does your soul. And anybody that don't care about your soul, guess what? He ain't going to care about your life either. Run from pastors. When you read your Bible, you wouldn't sit down under people that you do not need to be sitting down under. If you read your Bible, you would know. Women cannot be pastors, okay? End of story. It's in the Bible. If you read your Bible, you would know that you don't have to fast and starve yourself to see Jesus. If you read your Bible, open it up yourself. You would know that the word in the Bible says, repent. That goes for all of us. That nobody hates you. We we trying to tell you the truth because we don't want stuff like this to happen.
And you know, oftentimes the people that always, oh, you did all that. When, 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 it, when it finally catches up to them, guess what? Those are the same people sending to call you. Come pray for me. Come this for me. But when we was talking, you wasn't listening. Seventy-three people, seventy-three lives, seventy-three souls, and amongst them children. This is very sad. Very, 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 very sad. But yet, the so-called church continues to support a ton of false prophets. And you will answer to the Lord for it. Because whether you know it or not, you are helping to promote Satan's kingdom while you are leaving the true men and women of God that are on the front line fighting to go down because you refuse to help them. And instead you go ahead and you help those that are not of the Lord. And you help them so that they can continue doing their wickedness towards others. And now here we go. We got this one. 73 under his belt and probably more. The church has like no power, no nothing. It is sad. It's a sad church. It's not the church I grew up in way back when. Man, when I was growing up back then in the Caribbean, very even in America, very rare you was hearing these false prophet pastors. I mean, you would hear once, maybe once in a blue moon, you would hear a scandal on one or two of them occasionally. But now that's the norm. That's the norm. They can get on Zoom and, 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 and put things on the camera that ain't supposed to be on the camera. And then they right back up in the pulpit like nothing happened. They could get on the pulpit and start cussing out folk and trying to beat people up and and, and, and just keep going. It's very sad. But at the end of the day, if you're sitting under a church that is not teaching you the truth and you're not opening your Bible and you're not reading for yourself, just pray that you don't end up like these people. It's very sad. And you know, my heart goes out to the family members who are left behind and to the people of Kenya, you know, because they've made the world news. This is a scary situation. Beware of false prophets. Learn to test the spirit. If you need to find a good church, pray and ask God to help you. I keep saying I'm going to make an episode sharing some of my favorite pastors that, you know, really teach and preach the truth. When I get a chance, I will do this. I know much people ain't going to download it. I don't get paid for no download. So let me make that very clear. But I know ain't going to get much because people don't want to hear the truth. People don't want to hear the truth. People prefer to be comfortable with a lie rather than hear the truth. And if you miss the way, you have no one else to blame but yourself. And if you do miss the way, when you stand before the Lord, you cannot say, Father, I did not know, because he's going to remind you of each time he placed someone there to tell you the truth, but you refuse to listen. So my heartfelt prayers and condolence to the family of these people. And I pray for 
people that might be sitting under crooked pastors and they, they're brainwashed. They don't know. I pray that, that God wakes them up or that they do wake up before it's too late. At the end of the day, God don't force nobody to do anything. You know, he gives us free will. And the stuff that is being shared today in my days and even the days of my parents and my grandparents, the information that is out there today, they didn't have it. We didn't have it. But today, those of us who have gotten it, we share it in order to help others so that they don't fall into these types of traps. These are traps, snares, and fetters of Satan. Satan has taken lives and souls in the name of Jesus. But it's not in the true name of Jesus. These are men that are not of the Lord. And if God maybe called him at once and he went astray because it's possible. But to go from being called by God to this, hmm, I, I have to say, I don't think he ever was part of God. I remember last year I was sitting at my, at my, um, quiet time, my kitchen table. I was doing some quiet time and something that was showing, I think it was the Guyana tragedy, the same Jim Jones anniversary or something. And I was talking to the Lord and I remember like, um, I said something up my mouth. I didn't, I didn't even think it just came out. Just be honest. And then I caught myself and I was like, oh, and I said, you know what? I shouldn't say that. And I turned and I said, um, I said, you know, maybe he did start all good. And the Lord asked me how he started all good when he was killing cats from a kid. He was never of the Lord. He was never of the, Jim Jones was never of God. One of the fastest ways to start a business and make money, open a church. Be a crooked pastor. Trust me, your pockets will always be filled. But guess what? <laughs> so will the gates of hell. And remember, that's just the that's just um that's just a temporary holding place. Cause then comes judgment, and then next is the lake of fire. Sulfur and burning fire. Listen. If you don't want to lose your soul following these people, people please wake up before it is too late. We are living in perilous times. And I know, yeah, we, we've been hearing since, since, since I was a child, I've been hearing Jesus coming. Yeah. But remember one day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years with the Lord is like one day. And remember the scripture says he's at the door. And I remember years ago. My former pastor did an illustration that was the most bone chilling thing and it stuck with me. And just this past, what today is Monday? Yeah, yesterday self or Saturday actually. I was thinking about that illustration again. Where he did the demonstration where he stood at the door and he read that scripture. Because you know sometimes you just um, repeat scriptures or say them but not really given much thought. But when he was saying it, he gave the illustration of Jesus standing at the door and he put his hand on the doorknob. In other words, he's already, he ain't coming to the door. He's already at the door. He's just waiting for the father to say, come in. Mm -hmm. Jesus is coming. 
And who knows how many of us will be alive when Jesus comes. We could, we could, you know, we could die tomorrow. The key is where you're going. You have to know, you have to make your election sure. And sitting under these people, you're not going to make your election sure. Guess what you're going to make sure? You're going to make, they're going to make sure that you're dead. And you're in hell too. And they're going to make sure their pocketbooks are lined. And that you keep giving them your money. That's all they're going to make sure. You are, not just you. When I say you, I'm talking about all. We are responsible for our lives and for our souls. In other words, what I'm saying, God is the ultimate judge. He makes the decisions, yes. But he has given us free will. So it is our choice to decide whether we're going to walk the straight and narrow or you're going to go in the broad. You know, the choice is, the choice is yours. At the end of the day, you're responsible for your life. You can't let people lead you into things because at the end of the day, if they lead you the wrong way, guess who's going to face the repercussions? If he in hell and then you end up in hell, guess what? Y'all ain't going to be in the same cell. You even going to see him in the compartment, whichever compartment he's in. You going to be in your part, getting your punishment. He going to be in his part. He can't, he ain't going with you. But in heaven, you're going to still see somebody. You're going to see people. So you have to make a choice. Is it Christ? Or is it the other? It's time for people to start seeking Christ truthfully and having a relationship with him. And reading his word, reading the word of God. And trying to prepare ourselves. Because each day as you look out there. At this point ain't too much shocking me anymore. We are you know we are. Getting closer and closer. This is a different time. Anyway I'm not going to drag this out any longer. To say um, you know thank you for taking this time out to. You know join me on this impromptu episode. And I just hope and pray that may God, you know, may God protect us. Protect us, Lord, from the wolves that are out there pretending to be sheep, Father. Please protect us. Protect us. Protect the sheep. And give us shepherds to keep watch over the flock and those that are already doing that job. We thank you, Lord, for them. In the name of Jesus. Be blessed, everyone.